Shoop de shoop de doo. You're listening to the AP Annual Podcasts, not affiliated with the Associated Press. Shoop shoop. To listen to more of our shows, visit annualpodcasts.com. And to support us and help us grow our network, visit patreon.com slash the annual. Welcome to Now Available on Video Cassette, your favorite podcast where Tom and Trevor watch 90s movies and tell you whether or not you should watch them. I guess. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes uh, we tell you not to watch them. A lot of the time. Usually we always tell you to watch it with us because what's the format of this podcast, Trevor? Hi, I'm Trevor. Um, The format of this podcast is that we choose a film that we haven't seen in some amount of years, hopefully a long time. And then uh, we watch it again because we loved it when we were kids in the 90s. And then we talk about it. That's that's it. So we, we talk about it, then we watch it, then we talk about it. That's right. that's the format. So watch, when we talk, take watch. that break between segments, you should uh, go watch the movie with us. Mm-hmm. What's that movie today, Trevor? Heavyweights. Heavyweights. H sounds are real good for for microphones and podcasts. <laughs> Heavyweights. It's a film uh, from the 1990s. Yes, yeah, a Disney film. Is it? Yes. Oh. I remember because they played it on the Disney Channel all the time. Okay. Yeah, Heavyweights. Uh, I remember a very little about this movie, but I remember really? liking it. Um, I know the basic premise. I remember so much of this movie, and I think it's because I watched it uh, probably at least 100 times. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I Like I said, it was on the Disney Channel a lot. And I also, I just, I, it's funny. It is funny. Just, it, it just hit that tickle bone. I think what I am going to remember the most and also find the funniest is that when I was a kid, Ben Stiller is in this movie, right? Yes. And he is the, he's the evil camp counselor he is just real evil and i remember as a kid thinking like he is so mean and kind of scary but i think when i as an adult i'm gonna find him hilarious because he's ben stiller yeah i i uh i would agree with that like it's sort of like uh over the like it's very much i feel like his character is going to be like if before becoming a super successful model zoolander was <laughs> a f- guy who tried to run a f- successful fitness camp for overweight kids i think the character is going to be really similar to his character in dodgeball yes sort of a, a melding of the two mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. um to- I, basic his, premise his name is tony 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 something I forget. I forget the last name. But also, Ben Stiller's parents are in this movie. Jerry. Uh, at the very beginning, uh, they're the original owners of the camp. Ah. Uh, um. All right. So heavyweights. Heavyweights. It's a movie about fat kids at fat camp. Is that what they call it? I mean, the term "fat camp" gets thrown around a lot. What's the name of the camp? I think it's Camp Hope. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, what a perfect name for. 
a place where kids go to lose weight. Don't worry, kids. There's still hope. There's still hope. Just because you're fat doesn't mean there's no hope. Yeah. There is hope that you'll lose all that weight. Yeah. And be considered attractive in the eyes of the 90s. Society. Yeah. <laughs> in the eyes of the 90s, he uh, will be considered attractive. So, how do you feel about the concept of uh, fat camps? Because they're a uh, real. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. When I was a kid, no, I didn't. That they call them fat camps, but yeah, p- they call the them co- camp hopes. Colloquialism, right. I believe, is fat camp. Well, I think that as a kid, I was like real skinny as a kid. Like, really? like you know, like people would comment on my skinniness as a kid. Uh, so I don't think it really like hit me in the same way as it would have hit other people. However, now I think I should probably go. Definitely to fat, to fat camp. Me too. Yeah. I was uh, in like elementary and middle school. I was I was always a little heavier than other kids, but I wasn't like, uh, like the I guess the fat kid. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Uh, but uh, then in high school, you know, growth spurt, got real skinny, and but now, like since doing grad school and stuff, heaviest I've ever been. And I'm ready. F- I think I'm ready for Camp Hope. We should go. All right. Well, you know, that's one. I think. It's the new year, mm-hmm. and everybody's, you know, uh, it, so many people have that New Year's resolution to, you know, get to the gym. Oh, yeah, I did, like, and, four push-ups this morning. Did you? <laughs> you? I was gonna say, you look like you did at least three push-ups. I look exhausted. Yeah, but you also, you have, like, kind of a, 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 a you're, you're, you're gleaming, you're gleam glistening. Glistening, that's, that's the word I was looking for. Glittering. Um, that's just the glitter. But uh, I definitely I I remember in a, like elementary school when I watched this movie, somewhat relating because I was like the kid in gym class that always like finished the half mile last. I was too. Or um, you know, just I uh, didn't give a shit. I just walk. Um, I also had asthma as a kid, so that's bullshit. Well, I didn't. So good job. <laughs> Glad you had an excuse. <laughs> Well, I didn't tell anyone. I just would be slower and gotcha. Yeah, be like, "Fuck you, is Jim." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know what school you went to, uh, but I couldn't. I couldn't get away with that with walking. Uh, yeah. yeah they, so they would make you run the. Yeah, run they the would. Mile. They would get cattle prods. Oh yeah, and they would just. This was the nineties, like typical nineties gym class. So yeah. That and uh, you know they'd get in your face and they'd scream. It was kind of a scared straight situation. I went to school in California, so yeah. Uh, but you guys all got to ride skateboards around for the mile, right? Yeah, skateboards and um, waves and waves. <laughs> yeah, we would surf the mile. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it was I, I, so it was rough for me. Yeah, you know, having to be so good at surfing and skateboarding, yeah. and then having to like use your legs. Yeah. Because you had to run in place on the surfboard mm-hmm. while you were <laughs> catching that sweet, sweet pipe. What? That sounds <laughs> that awful. pipeline. I, I don't know. What, Tom, I know surfing terms. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been surfing before? Uh, n- yes, I have actually. Okay. Successfully? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> have I ever failed at surfing multiple times? Yes. Oh, okay. I, have. I think that counts. So heavyweights. <laughs> Bunch of surfers. A uh, bunch. Uh, yeah. This is. Uh... All right. Reset here. <laughs> Surf ninjas. So yeah. <laughs> so what do you remember of uh, heavyweights? Take take me 
Take me through it. There are young young kids. I think I think it's just boys. Is it just boys? Or yeah, I think it's an all boys camp. All boys camp. And they are overweight, which is fine. It's just unhealthy, I guess, for them at that age. And they go to uh they go to Camp Hope. And I remember that they they sneak in lots of candy at one point. There's a lot of candy involved. Mm-hmm. There's evil Ben Stiller, who's the crazy new camp counselor who is just like determined owner. owner. He's yeah. the owner. Are there other counselors? Yes. Okay. Like Hans. Hans. All yeah. right. Sehr gut. No, Lars. Lars. His name is Lars, not okay. Hans. I just, but I remember uh, like a German stereotype. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and Ben Stiller is just, he's over the top. And he's like gonna whip these kids into shape for reasons because he wants it to be successful or something. I don't know. And and then so they get weird. they he get wants back at him. Business to be successful. He wants the kids to be healthy, <laughs> and he's right. really intense about it, and kind of scary. And then the kids maybe get fight back in some form. That's all I got. Yeah, that's essentially it. That's I mean, the yeah. It follows this kid named Barry. Okay. I think his name is Barry. Barry Wary. Or am I just thinking of that because of sidekicks? <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to figure out what this kid's name is. But I think it's Barry. Um, and his parent, like, it's, I think it, start, it starts on, like, the last day of school. And he comes home, and his parents are sitting uh, in the living room with some guy oh, who's, God. like, a camp salesman. Um, That's actually really freaky. Yeah, it, and it almost seems like intervention-like. Right, and the uh, kid's like, I'm ready to just be on break and just have yeah. the summer to myself. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, and then he like shows him this like promotional video for Camp Hope. Oh, and God. it shows him, how like he's like, oh, wow, this place looks great. Blah, 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 blah. This looks awesome. There's go-karts, and there's this big uh, the thing we call the blob where you, you get launched into the water with it. You remember that? Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah. And uh, he's like, this looks great. And then at the very end, it shows that it's, he's like, uh, oh, it's a fat camp. He was like, (laughs) he was super on board until he learned it was a fat camp. And one, you know, one thing leads to another. You know, it's that whole like, I'm not going. He's on the bus. (laughs) Um, You can't just say no. But it turns out like uh, this camp, yes, it's this fat camp that all these guys love to go to, look forward to it every year, but they never lose any weight because the kids all smuggle in yeah, a bunch like of a shit ton of candy. Yeah. So, yeah, like candy and like not just even candy though. This one kid like brings in like a like a whole like salami. Salami. <laughs> I wasn't sure if salami would be involved because I specifically remember salami from other weird camp things like Salute Your Shorts. Remember Salute Your Shorts, guys? Yeah. From the 1990s. Shorts, yeah. It was a Nickelodeon show. There's also Hey Dude. They're camp, sort of similar. Camp Anawana. Camp Anawana. Awful waffle. That was a thing because they had the waffles. Right, yeah. I never went to sleepaway camp. Neither did I. <laughs> so I was just gonna I was just about to say neither did I. Did you? But you Neither did you I started it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I never went to sleepaway camp. And part of me always wanted to go. Yeah. Um, because it seemed really cool. And then part of me also always wanted to stay home and not have to do anything. Sure. But I also had other, like, my parents would sign me up for other shit in the summer, like, swim lessons and, like, yeah. other, like, sporty things sometimes. And I never really got super into it. We just went to the skating rink a lot. Like like a roller skating? A roller skating rink, yeah. I have never been roller skating, I don't think. Ever? You never, you never rollerbladed? That's different. 
Okay, right? well, well, I mean, they're, it depends. I mean, yeah. No, they're essentially the same thing. What? Yeah, rollerblades and roller skates do the same thing. No. Just one of them is way cooler. How can anyone from the 90s say that? Look, when you go to the roller... <laughs> When you go to the roller rink, the roller rink, most people show up in their rollerblades, and really? if you don't have them, you rent the roller skates, which nobody ever wanted to do because those things were lame. So I think of roller skating. I think roller disco. I think roller derby. Yeah, and I think rolling around in a circle in those weird indoor rinks. Yeah. When I think rollerblading, I think half pipes. I think grindage. <laughs> I think Tony Hawk, right, but first yeah, well, skates. Also, where. Uh, this roller rink had a lot of like roller hockey kids that would go to it, and they would roller have, like, hockey, yeah, yeah, Wayne's. But those also had uh, those were roller blades. Yeah, yeah. So completely different activities. One of them is disco, right, but and would, yeah, but then you would also like go, but derby. Yeah, you would, but you would also just go and uh, go to the roller rink with your roller blades or your roller skates, whichever ones you had. I had no idea. You could roll in either one. Yeah, but they which both. one would did you do? Roller blades. Of course. So I haven't never roller skated, but I have roller We're really going off the rails. I've roller <laughs> No, this is nineties. Yeah, yeah this no, this is, is important. Stuff from the nineties. It's important. What were you talking about? The summer. You did that in the summertime. Yeah, and I or, never went uh, to camp. Going to the pool. <laughs> the but pool. Yeah, I never yeah. did any like camp things ever. I think it would have been cool. Uh, yeah, I definitely because like this movie made it look awesome. Uh, camp Nowhere. Which is another movie we're gonna have to do sometime. Yeah, but also, um, what hot American summer? Uh, not nineties. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Bug Juice. Did you ever watch the show Bug Juice? Yeah, I it think was, I did. It was like a, it was like a kind of like a reality show on Disney Channel. I think about a real life camp. Right. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. And it would follow these these kids throughout the summer. I wanted to do archery. You know. Yeah, it's like there are all these things that you like. It seems like you can only do that if you go to camp, like you can't archery, just do archery, or water skiing, or canoes, or uh, you know, putting on bad plays. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we do that sometimes, anyway. Sure. <laughs> True. But yeah, so I guess there was always a part of me that wanted to go, not necessarily to fat camp. I would have wanted to go to just like any. I no, I would totally go to Fat Camp now, though. Now I think it would be great. I think there, like, I can think of no better way for me to lose weight than to live at a place for at least a few months where the only goal for myself and for the people around me was to just get into. Yeah, shape. what? You're just surrounded by personal trainers who are trying to help you? Yeah. That absolutely. sounds amazing. Yeah. And like you eat well. Yeah. And you get to hang out outside. Camp Hope. And then you just feel like, hey. I can do this. I can do this. And then yeah. you go home and uh there's your couch and your Xbox and and you just and you just put it all back on. Yeah, until next summer. <laughs> that's so you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. That's what the summer is for. Two seasons, summer mm. and winter. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's all I got for this one. I don't uh know. so well uh, there's other parts. Yeah, there are other parts. So like so Ben Stiller comes in Ruins all the fun, right? Mm, yeah. There's another camp like across the lake of like these super fit jock guys. Oh, and man. every year for some reason, for some stupid reason, every year they these two camps, Camp Hope and the Dumb Jock Camp, they face off in uh, the Apache Relay. Whoa. I just, I just pulled that out. I just like that just came to me. 
the <laughs> Apache relay. Yes, where there's like there's like all these different uh, things that involve like physical fitness but then also things like balloon shaving uh and then okay it, and it ends with a a, a, a go-kart race it's, a, it's like a fun field day thing where the jocks are definitely going to win yes yeah. but except for maybe this time no spoilers here folks you're gonna have to watch the movie to find out before we watch this movie i have the 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 digital video disc box here uh, and we haven't we haven't <laughs> we we used to read these Almost every episode. We haven't in a while. So uh, I'm going to do it. Ready? Oh, yeah. Um, all right. From the creator of The Mighty Ducks. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty good name drop. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I forgot the main kid is was in The Mighty Ducks. Actually, a lot of these kids were in The Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I seem to remember that now. Um, from the creator of the Mighty Ducks comes Heavyweights, a comedy of enormous proportions. <laughs> it's the hilarious story oh, right. of a group of underdog kids who discover their beloved summer camp has been sold to a crazy fitness fanatic who's determined to make their lives miserable. The new owner plans to keep the boys huffing and puffing, but these hungry kids have a plan of their own. Oh, boy. They unite to turn the tables, take back their woodsy hideaway, and challenge the rival camp to the most outrageous summer games of all. You'll laugh out loud with these heavyweights. They're big, loud, and proud, and ready to win their way into your heart. We've got a couple quotes here, too. Okay. Were you going to say something? No, please continue. Okay, so first, <laughs> uh, no holds barred fun the new york times i've never holds barred anything and then we also <laughs> then we also have hilarious filled with non-stop laughs new york newsday wow new york loves this um also uh something i did not know uh i believe it's on here somewhere yes executive producer judd apatow <laughs> okay that's all right apatow that's cool. he showed up Written by Judd Apatow, too. And what? Stephen Brill. Yeah. Okay, that's funny. Wait, did Apatow have something to do with Mighty Ducks? Or was I it just directed by the same? I don't know. I'm not sure. Featuring Emilio Estevez. Estevez. But yeah, Walt Disney Pictures presents Heavyweights. So, all right. My, Are you ready for this movie of enormous proportions? <laughs> I, so that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Is it just going to be fat jokes the whole time? I No, I don't think so. I th- uh, if, if I remember correctly, it's... Um, it's not necessarily empowering, but it's it's not it's 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 not really uh, it's not really accepting. It's not really shaming. Okay. Uh, it's just like look like at these that. funny fat kids. Yeah. Yeah, look at these funny fat kids, and they're funny ca- fat camp counselor. And ooh, the oh, I forgot. There's like there's a camp counselor who has lost weight and kept it off. Okay. But he still comes back because he loves the camp and he loves Aww. the kids. Okay. Um, and then there's I, I remember, uh, there's a uh, hot camp nurse. Okay. And that's who the camp counselor wants to date. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it holds up. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Okay. Cool. So, uh, go grab uh, all your favorite junk food. Grab your copy of Heavyweights that you haven't seen for yeah, a while or on I'm, VHS. Uh, or you know, find it online. Do do what you got to do on, on DVD, but, disc, uh, disc, video, watch disc. Watch along with us, and um, yeah, enjoy. We'll see you in uh, thirty-five seconds. See you next summer. Yeah.
Today's episode brought to you by the Record Exchange in Frederick, Maryland. Go there for your records, your movies, your video games, and great service and wonderful people located on Market Street in historic downtown Frederick, Maryland. Thank you so much for providing today's movie. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. Heavyweights. Heavyweights. Would you call this movie a heavyweight? In what way? In uh in your in in terms of movies you hold close to your heart from the nineties. Does it weigh heavily on my heart from the nineties? It was good. I, I think it held up pretty well. It was I laughed more at this movie, I think, than a lot of the movies that we watch. Yeah, I consistently laughed. It was funny. It's made by funny people and has funny people in it. Yeah, uh, a lot of names attached to the movie. Like, so right off the bat, forgot that like the skinny counselor guy is Paul Feig. Uh, yeah, that's how you say that, right? I think so. Or Feig, of Bridesmaids, writer Bridesmaids, fame, the, the Ghostbusters yeah. reboot. Lots of stuff. Uh, all, yeah, all kinds of things. He was really funny in it. Yeah, he was great. I forgot that he did a lot of acting earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Judd Apatow. Right. Writer, etc. Ben Stiller, uh, which, you know, I don't love Ben Stiller and everything that he does. Yeah. Uh, but this is the kind of, the brand, his brand of comedy that just, for whatever, it, it works. It tickles me. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of Stiller that I think uh, is hilarious. And what a character... Tony Perkis. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, What a character, and like with so many layers, because he's obvious he's a bad guy, but he's like certainly like I want to see his origin story. The poor, poor bastard. He was a fat kid himself, and he had to do everything. He did no support from his dad, played by Ben Stiller. Yeah, (laughs) which was great. (laughs) It was great. Yeah, very like yeah. We're talking that he's sort of a Zoolander. Mixed with his dodgeball character, yeah, more, I'd say like eighty percent dodgeball character, yeah, and then all the vainness <laughs> of of his character, definitely kind of a Zoolander thing. Yeah, pretty great. Uh, he was really funny. Yeah, and absolutely, like uh, just like sort of at beginning of the like third act of the movie when they're on the hike. And oh he's yeah, mixing up the. Uh, the Greek myths of Sisyphus and um, <laughs> Icarus. Icarus. <laughs> yeah. And he was just going 110%. Yeah. Just like really. And I mean, they were even meta about it at the end when he's just like, I thought that the villain was a little over the top. And he does like a triple front flip down yeah. from the roof. And it's just like so <laughs> over the top. He's in this room full of the kids and their parents. And he's like, he's throwing glass on the ground, <laughs> like so drinking he can glasses walk over it to show how tough he is, what a tough guy he is. Like, <laughs> that is, a, that's a great shtick, and a really like, who thought of that? Uh, yeah, pretty pretty good stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, it it was not as uh, fat shamey and making fun of fat people that I thought it would be. It was actually pretty like. I think right. it was attempting to be uplifting in a lot of ways. And yeah, especially towards the end where yeah. they decide themselves to make a positive change. Right. Because they capture Tony Perkis. That was intense. It, it, yeah, real intense. And like, <laughs> again, too, you know, if this if, if movies existed in the realm of reality, you know, th- these kids would be, uh, you know, 
uh, institutionalized. <laughs> yeah, definitely institutionalized. Uh, uh, and then, kind of an attempted murder, then kidnapping and torture element to it. At least, at least kidnapping. Uh, and then, ki- yeah, hold, holding for right. a while. I mean, he did just kind of accidentally fall down that 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 hole. It wasn't that deep. I don't think it was meant to be a kill hole. <laughs> no, I think it was more no, of a no, trap no, hole. Not a kill hole. Yeah. No, no, no. But then the adults definitely would have gone to jail. They were... Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of reckless endangerment on Tony's part. That's true. I mean, he would have also gone to jail. Sure. Everyone's going to jail yeah. in this film. But it's fine, because it was the 90s. And, uh, you know, it was for all for fun. Well, yeah, once, but once they capture him, they have, like, this big, like, Bacchanal... Like it, it is weird, and uh, you you said it best. And it it really fetishized the the eating, like a binging of yeah, the food the and food. stuff. They're rubbing it on their bodies, yeah, they're, like, and dancing around a big giant like bonfire with fireworks going off, and just like covering themselves, covering themselves chocolate, in, like, and marshmallow, yeah, pizza. Yeah, oh, God, it looked disgusting. It was gross. Yeah, yeah, because I like food, but I don't. Like it all over my yeah, naked body. and every once in a while, you know, who doesn't like a good binge? I'll do it. Yeah, snack every, out, man. Yeah, go for it. But um, yeah, just a little. That was weird. Yeah, but then I think that's what they needed right. to be like to look at yourselves. This is really a, this is a unhinged, problem. Unhinged, yeah. un uncontrolled. This is what you want to do with your with yeah. your life and free time is just. Yeah, they needed that Lord of the Flies type moment yeah. in order to see that they really were maybe not unhealthy. Sure, and then they they take reasonable measures yeah. and and still manage to have a good time. Yeah, and they learn about cooking mm-hmm. and fixing go karts and uh, speed walking. Yeah, I did. I felt like that the the part of the film without Tony, uh, it seemed almost like a different movie. Like once yeah. w- once they get rid of Tony, who is the main antagonist, all they have left there's still half of the summer left, right? And so they you know have their good half of their summer. I guess they didn't want it to be like, well, the entire summer was awful and we were tortured by this crazy guy the whole time, right? So we'll have a good summer and then we'll still manage to beat the jocks for the for the relay, right? But that whole part just seemed less like less was at stake at that point. Yeah, well, and but at the same time, they as they display at the end of the movie, they never really cared about winning the relay. Right, that was just thing. icing on the sugar-free cake. I guess I should probably think about it sort of like Lord of the Rings, where at the end of the, the end of the novels, the the hobbits go back to the Shire, and people are like, "Man, this is a really long ending." But you you see what they all learned on their journeys and how they really grew into themselves. As, yeah. It's characters. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess that's that's worthwhile, but it works better <laughs> as a, a fantasy novel, I think, than... Than Kids at Fat Camp. It, I felt like the, the pacing and sense of urgency sort of lost it, me it, a It bit. hit a lull, but I've, yeah, I feel, I mean, it definitely peaks at the trapping of Tony Perkis. Trapping on, of Tony. On the 20-mile hike. And when they kick him out. And, and like that, it could have ended there. Like when it's at the end and you meet yeah. his dad. Yeah. And then it's just like you could have seen like a happy little montage of the rest of their camp and then like winning the real end. Like that would have been fine. Sure. I think that could have been a way that it went. Absolutely. I mean, it was only probably like, what, another 10 minutes after yeah. after that part? They do kind of just like kind of throw the rest of it 
like Apache relay is just like the like the go chart the go kart race was too long. It was too long, uh, and again, too like maybe not maybe the yeah I'd say the weakest part of this whole film is the Apache relay thing at the end for sure, and not just because they're all dressed like Native <laughs> Americans <laughs> because course. it was the '90s and the kids didn't know any better. The sure. adults should have, but they also didn't know any better. I sure, guess. Sure. I mean, what were you taught in school? Yeah. To I guess to wear headdresses and yeah, buckskin. Yeah. Sure. So the yeah the the Camp Hope kids all are apparently for this they are all Apache or not really Apache because I don't think that well, they the were other, desert the tribe but camp is dressed uh, they're dressed they're gr- like Greco Roman we'll yeah, say Greco Roman yeah, because it was yeah. definitely both. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Native Americans against Greco Romans. Just uh, like history. Yeah. Yep. Remember the great Greco-Roman Apache Wars? Yes, yes. Uh, well, West? no, no, they weren't wars. They just got together for Relay. Uh, <laughs> balloon shaving contests. And uh, let's see, there was a climbing wall. Okay, there. so the other the other thing that threw me off about the Relay is that the, the, the kids from Camp Pope, the fat camp, didn't actually excel at any of the physical challenges still. Yeah, no, they well, they excelled in in the Keenan Thompson did throw the football through the tire swing. That's true. By the way, Keenan yeah. Thompson didn't he mention was, him. In the he first, was great. Yeah, he was great. He's, I mean, he's just the same. Like we grew up with Keenan Thompson. You know, yeah. Keenan Kell, all that. I remember growing up thinking he's going to be on Saturday Night Live someday. And then when he did, it was just perfect. It was like, of course he's there. Yeah, of course he belongs there. And it, I don't know. I just, I, I always love seeing Keenan around. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, definitely a a workhorse in the entertainment industry. Yeah, he really. Uh, he's yeah. I mean, Keenan Kell. Did you watch Keenan Kell? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and good, bur- good burger, good burger, <laughs> which I think we're gonna do. Uh, that's definitely on the list. So for sure. there will be uh, more Keenan. I love Keenan Thompson and Mighty Ducks. Yeah, Knuckle Puck. Knuckle Puck. That was his thing. Oh, so great. Knuckle Puck. So I don't know. That's an aside of how yeah. much it's great to just anyway, see Keenan around. But yeah, th- so the closest thing they get to excelling in any of the physical challenges is Keenan throws the football through the- a tire. Yeah, which is fine. That's good. I, I guess my point was that why haven't they been able to do pretty well in all of the years since there's still the intellectual challenges? The go-kart, I mean, doesn't it's still fast or slow depending on how good the go-kart is, but I'll that's not necessarily what, I'll, physical. I'll tell you what they were missing. Shaving? In previous years. Yeah. They weren't believing in themselves. Oh. This year, they believed in themselves. And they had a guy that practiced shaving all the time. Yes. That was... <laughs> That was that was funny foreshadowing that <laughs> yeah. you didn't you didn't you didn't, didn't know ahead that. of time. Yeah, uh, and Goldberg. they learned about pasta primavera. Yes. Oh yeah. And primavera showed up in the art <laughs> section of the intellect challenges. So you know with there was Lars, with Lars. dressed as uh, Andy Warhol. <laughs> Andy Warhol. Lars, by the way, uh, shout out to Lars. Lars, you're he's great. My, he's my personal MVP for the movie. I think Lars the the. Germanic. Germanic is a good word. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's just, he knows that he is from far away. Yeah. He's, just, <laughs> he's got good comedic timing. The buddy yeah. system or the body system? <laughs> the body system. Body. 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 <laughs> he was great. He was bad guy turned good. Yes. Which is always nice to see. Yeah. That I come like, around. You know, arcs. Yeah. Arcs are good. Arcs are good. Um, What else? The, uh, the camp counselor. 
Pat. Pat was cool. He was like a cool guy. He was uh, all the kids loved him, and then he's like having a rough time. They kind of just turn him into a janitor when Tony takes over. Yeah, or like kinda, a groundskeeper. Type. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of shitty, and they're just mean to him because he's fat. But then he's he like, ends up God taking over it. the camp. Yeah, and then he gets to be camp counselor number one guy. Something I don't know if they address, and I don't think they did, and probably why there wasn't a heavyweights too. Wow. Um, Pat takes over for the rest of the summer, but that camp probably goes under after that summer right they don't have an owner they don't have money uh i really don't know i think doesn't ben stiller's dad well tony's dad technically own it i guess so but i think it's taken care of for like you know the summer but i so the camp goes under and uh the kids all just have to you know no more camp do something else yeah what i liked about Uh, i liked the kids in it like what was cool is that None of the kids were dicks to each other, really, ever. Yeah. Like, they were all just really nice to each other, and they are really cool, and they are just, like, super supportive of each other, mm-hmm. and, like, this is going to be fun. This place is awesome. And then when it wasn't awesome, they were like, this sucks, but we're in it together. Let's do Let's stuff do together. do something about it. Yeah. They were just all really nice kids. Like, I don't know. Like, like I mentioned, never went to camp. But I think if I did, I would assume that there would be dicks there. So, you know, there would be a couple kids that were like, man, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. But yeah. I also, yeah, I think a lot of it that has to do with like a mixture of like of a lot of different demographics and to ki- like kids, like kids that are like, you know, this is all kids that are like the underdog where they're coming from. Right. You know? That was a big part of it. They're um, like, hey, there's no bullies. There's no one to call us fat here because we're all fat is what I think Keenan like yeah, said at one point. Right. Um, although there was one kid who was kind of a narc. He was like, I used to be in oh, yeah, Chipmunk yeah, yeah. House, and this is where they stash all their awesome candy. Right. But then he also, he turns around, because he turns out to be the the guy going out and getting junk food and hiding it in that stump in the middle of the yeah, woods. Yeah, he turns into a smuggler. He yeah. He uses it for profit. Yeah, that's Just, true. I mean. He's the man who knows how to get things. Yeah. That's pretty cool, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Double agent kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, What else? About this film, it was, I don't know, it was just it's a pleasant movie. <laughs> I, I like I would definitely uh, if you didn't watch it, you should watch it. It's it's uh, it's fun. I'd and, say watch and it and funny. I mean, it uh, is funny. The people that are attached to this movie have obviously gone on to do great things. Yeah, mostly mostly Judd, so, Ap- Judd Apatow and Paul Feig. Yeah, there's some people that did not so great things after. That's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, for, ah, nothing. There's nothing left, Trevor. Jeffrey Tambor is in here for like a minute, so he's his, he's the dad. He's the yeah, he's Jerry's dad. Jerry, not Barry. Jerry. Yeah. Airy, Gerald. I guess Airy names were big in the nineties. I guess I Jerry. I don't Barry, think I knew any Jerry's. Or, Terry. I didn't know anyone named any of those Terry, names. Nope. Mary. Yeah, I did. There's a lot of Airy names. Airy names. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. Uh, they called him Captain because uh, yes, nice flight attendant, flight yeah, attendant, flight attendant. Sorry, Tom. whoa! I believe in the credits she's credited as stewardess. You might be right. Uh, pins the the captain's uh, wings on him, and that's how you get nicknames at camp, guys. You just have a different thing. Yep. And that's your nickname now. What's your camp nickname? Well, we have to give them to each other. This is hard because, like, when it comes to I dis- would have said something with glasses, <laughs> but that's both of us. Features, we're Pretty similar, yeah. Shit. Um, I'd call you Hood, Hood, Hoodie, 
ho- hoodie because I'm wearing a hoodie. Yes. I'm, I'm going to call you you tunes because you're in mu- your music room right now. Ah, yeah. So, tunes. Hey, tunes. Call me keys. <laughs> <laughs> tunes. I, that's that's good. That's a better one than hoodie. I suppose you're right. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I have to. I'm stuck with it. Cool. Well, um, you got anything else to say about heavyweights? No, I I did like it. It was really funny. Ben Stiller was really just insane and hilarious to me. Yeah, I I agree. I, again, too, his character had a lot of layers. He because he was not of sound mind. No, like, he, he really wasn't. Very much. He needed help. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the worst thing for him who someone who needed help and needed to be away from those children because he was endangering them was to put him in an electrified room um, <laughs> and then taunt him with uh, oh telling him God. that he's worthless and that, that he sucks. Yeah. They, <laughs> was, they, like, they torture him psychologically and physically. He was awful. Needed to maybe be put in prison or, or, or help institutionalize something. somewhere else. But man, they were real mean to him. <laughs> they were. <laughs> everyone's pretty. Yeah, it and was the scary. Parents condoned it. Oh, not the parents. The counselors. The, the counselors were like, yeah. They were like, I don't know about. Th- no, nah, yeah, this is fine. This is good. Yeah, it was what weird. Deserves. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Heavyweights. heavyweights. Check it out. A lot of a lot of great stuff. A lot of laughs. Apparently, uh, one one of, in IMDb trivia, one of the things uh, I read was that. Apparently on their first date, again, this could be totally, this, this sounds like a, something that someone would like to be true that just wrote it on IMDb. Those are my favorite ones. But who knows? Maybe yeah. it's true that Judd Apatow on his first date with uh, his future wife, Leslie Mann, uh, showed her this movie to like impress her. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He was like, hey, hey I made this movie. watch Heavyweights? <laughs> uh, oh, look, who's... Who wrote it? Oh, it was me. <laughs> well, executive produced me. Wow. wow aren't you Pre- impressed? Pretty cool guy you got here. Um, Yeah. That's nice. Yes, isn't it? I hope that's true. I hope it's true, too. I'm pretty sure. I thought that they met like on Cable Guy or something. Also, standing invitation to Judd Apatow and Paul Feig, or really anyone in heavyweights, uh, come on the cast and talk talk about it. Talk about the movie. Come talk about it. Yeah, or email us at nowavailableov at gmail.com. Judd Apatow was credited as playing a character named Homer. Did not see that. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find We looked. Where is Homer? I, I feel like he must have been involved with the jock team somehow because they were all dressed as Greco-Romans. Ah, uh, that makes sense. And not Simpsons. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of contacting us at our email now available ov at gmail.com we've got one whoa we got an email trevor we got an email that's very coming in hot oh whoa coming in hot from rich del grande hey rich oh man i said his full name rich beep 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 (laughs) i usually don't like to do that we'll beep it yeah we'll beep it i always say i'm gonna beep it and then i never do rich if you want us to beep it Tell, tell us now before oh, we release this. Yeah. Um, so this is about our hook episode, which uh, came out last week. Okay. No, Street Fighter did. Street Fighter came out on Friday. So a couple. We're weeks a Friday ago. podcast now, by the way, folks. So happy Friday. Happy hope you're, Friday. Hope you're enjoying your commute home or TGI Friday. TGI Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. 
had a friend when I was younger who would only ever, I would say, thank God it's Friday. Say Tom. And yeah. Please. Whoa, whoa. Don't use the Lord's name to celebrate and, the, well, the end of I, the working week. Well, I remember always thinking, like, what's wrong with. Just, I'm thinking. I'm thanking God. Yeah. What's wrong? How is that in. in I just. I never understood religion as a child. Thank jeez. It's Friday. <laughs> All right. Um, great episode, guys. Uh, again, this is about Hook. Thanks. I never picked up on the fact that the Lost Boys' clothes were from different decades slash whatever decade they were brought to Neverland. Yeah, I think that was kind of a new revelation for us. Too. Yeah, it was. Totally. Uh, just always thought it was weird <laughs> the one kid wore a man's suit jacket. So many good tiny details in that movie. So two things I was thinking about. First, I don't know if Peter Pan ever bestowed the golden sword to Rufio. I'm sure they were best buds and he was the second in command anyway. But when Peter goes to the real world and gives the kiss to Wendy's granddaughter, it seems like it happens spur of the moment and Peter falls in love and doesn't go back to Neverland. But he doesn't take any trips back after that to be like, hey, guys, I'm leaving and Rufio is in charge. So all that adds a lot to Rufio's character's backstory. He, I mean, honestly, he may never have met Rufio because Rufio is kind of he's dressed sort of punk. That is true. That so is he true. may never have met Rufio at all. I'm sure Rufio was real pissed he didn't come back, and maybe he wasn't second in command, but he was like, "Well, he's not coming back, but we need a leader, and it's going to be me." And screw him for not coming back. So when Peter does come back, he's super mad at him for all that, and as the oldest kid with his teenage emotions, he's extra conflicted about it all. I guess at some point, Tinks tells Rufio, hey, he's grown up now and has kids and has moved on. I saw him. But maybe Pan takes all that into consideration when he gives Thud the sword and makes sure the goodbye is on good terms this time around. Wow, he's really thought about this. Yeah, he really has. Um, I think thought he's... number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> he made a lot of good points there. I think yeah. um, it's not really clear if Pan specifically remembers any of the Lost Boys in Hook. Yeah, it definitely... It seems that he must, though. And the sword thing is not at all really discussed either. I mean, it might just be that Rufio was like the the biggest, the, the lewdest, rudest dude, crudest yeah. dude of all the... Lude, all, crude, dumb dude. Yeah, and so <laughs> he gets the sword because he can most easily kill pirates, played by David Crosby. Yeah, and Glenn Close. Yeah. Um, Maybe. I don't know. But these are good points. It is interesting, though, because, yeah, Peter, even after he gets, like, his memories back, he doesn't really... There's no, like, ah... Oh. It's like, oh man, pockets, pockets. Remember that one time when we were like <laughs> yeah. making mermaids. He never remembers <laughs> this stuff, and then talks to them about yeah, the old like, times. Yeah, um, he doesn't remember them really. That's true, but they, but they remember him because pockets is the one that like comes up and is like, yeah, oh, there you are, Peter. Well, yeah, and yeah. but so they they remember because they didn't leave Neverland. But then he, when he gets his memories back. He doesn't actually true, true. address any history that they ever had. True. Anyway, yeah, good points from Rich. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Um, point number two. Oh, there's more. I like that they don't 100% explain how Neverland works. You know, I was – this is not an email, but I was thinking about this recently too. Um, but uh, – we're supposed to know how it works from the cartoons slash books, but it seems to affect everyone differently, maybe. Pan is an infant when Tink saves him after he falls out of the stroller in what looks like Victorian times. 
Tink looks like she's really young when she saves him, but if you don't age in Neverland, how do they grow older? Pan goes to see his old family, and he's about five or six maybe. Do you just age really, really slowly in Neverland? Or did they take a lot of trips out of Neverland and grew older during that time away? Did Pan and Tink eventually get to be teenage at the same time before he leaves? <laughs> Instead, <laughs> Rich, you have thought about this. I love this. Instead, I love world building yeah, so much. No, no. Instead of <laughs> plot hall, I just see it as Neverland being a weird place. Yeah, it's fairy, man. Hook being a secret old man under the wig explains why he wanted to find Neverland in the first place. But because he's such a jerk, is Neverland like, sorry, dude, you're still going to age? Or did he get older, too, on his trips outside Neverland searching for Pan and his kids? Maybe there's a Neverland force that you get in tune with, kind of like Star Wars. If you stay in Neverland, <laughs> like the Lost Boys, you don't age. But if you take trips away and still concern yourself with the Earth dimension, Whoa. you're going to age sometime. Uh Pan and Hook and Tink are in tune on different levels, like light side and dark side of the force. Maybe? Maybe. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Okay. Wow, Rich. A lot a lot of thoughts there. So, first of all, Tink is a fairy. So, yes. she's going to age differently. I don't know if she was a teenager or and not when that happened. what are you basing that off of? What, that fairies age differently? Yeah. Just general, like that they're immortal type, you know. Let's say ancient Celtic. Okay. And then... <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I, I think that Captain Hook, he, he came to Neverland, or at least he stayed there, because he was he's afraid of death. I think a lot of the metaphor going on with that character is time. He's afraid yes. of clocks, not just because of the clock and the crocodile. That's the overt one. It's all a metaphor for time. He's afraid of growing old and right. dying. Which I think I think it does suggest that Neverland in Neverland, time doesn't move forward Unless you want it to. So, okay, Pan growing old. Yes. it's. I think it's very safe to say that he grows old during his I, perhaps frequent trips to the material world. But does that mean Tink is like taking him there as a baby? Going, hey, check this place out. Maybe. Maybe it takes them a while to get there in the first place. I don't know. Ah, um, true. But. Because, um, yeah, because is it like. you? Okay, it has to do with childhood. You can grow up and still be a child. I think that's what it is. Okay. You can grow to so certain what, ages. What and, age yeah. do you stop growing to? I don't know, because, you know, Robin Williams, I think he found his inner child. I think he would stop aging, aging there as well. Oh, like as adult man, yeah. as Peter Banning. And in some ways, Captain Hook has stopped aging because he's playing pirates still. True. That is also true, yes. Now, how did Captain Hook get there? Uh, are we going by Peter and the Starcatcher rules, or are we going by? Uh... <laughs> That's a good, good point. Fairy dust. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for the email, Rich. Uh, a, a lot, a lot to think about there, yeah. um, especially because when the kids come back in Hook, uh, it's as if I think it's just been one night. Right. Time is different. It's the morning after the kids were missing. So time is certainly different. Mm -hmm. But you would also think that if, I don't know, I just don't know. Nobody does. They don't have to think about time. It's not an issue in Neverland. Right. Because, I mean, even if time isn't an issue in Neverland, is it really an issue here? Whoa. Only because we make it an issue. Wow. 
Think about that, guys. Yeah, think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to do it for this week. We're out of time. We're just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. out of time. Um, so, yeah, if you've got any more emails or thoughts or suggestions, whatever, you want to correct something that me or Trevor said, go for it. We love that. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> and uh, we welcome it. And you can reach us at nowavailableov at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also tweet at us at nowavailableovc. And then what else? We got, we're got we on the Facebooks. Yeah. Now available on video cassette. Search us. We should be like the first thing that pops up. Yeah. I think. I don't know if that's just special to us because it's our page. Because they know what we're looking for <laughs> yeah. specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, check us out there. Uh, be part of the conversation. We love hearing from you guys. And yeah. Trevor, you got any parting words of wisdom? Oh, you know, just set a diet that works right for your own body chemistry and, uh, you know, what makes you feel right, feel healthy, and, uh, you know, move every once in a while your body and i think that's probably you know health i think that's what health is right and never put twinkies on your pizza yeah we learned a valuable lesson thank you keenan thompson for lots of stuff (laughs) yeah we'll see you next time Right now.